Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's everybody's favorite time of the week, the weekly roundup. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in again. This week I want to start off by talking about an investing term called market cap. Um, I'm sure you've probably heard of it as you're perusing CoinMarketCap or um, CoinGecko that has all the cryptocurrencies listed in order based on market cap. Um, and specifically, I want to talk about Bitcoin and why its market cap doesn't really reflect what I want to call its true value and why that's important to you as an investor or a potential investor. Um, so yeah, here yeah. we go. Um, so Bitcoin, for those of you who don't know, will only ever have 21 million coins in circulation. Right now it's about 18.9 million. So there's only a, a few million more that will ever be minted. Um, less than that. And, and that's done through mining. Correct? That's done through mining. Yeah. Proof of work. Which right. is basically... Computers verifying transactions and those computer owners get paid Bitcoin. They get released a small amount of Bitcoin yep. for their effort, for their energy, for hooking up all their computers together and solving math problems. Yep. They get a kakling. Yeah, you know. they get a kakling. They yeah. get 3.25 Bitcoin, I believe. It's 3.25 plus any transaction fees. Anyways... Once all of the Bitcoin is mined, there's only going to be, there's going to be 21 million. However, that's not actually true. So this new term, I'm calling it true value, um, is reflected by not only the amount in circulation, um, but also the amount that's been lost. So there's actually a substantial amount. Experts project about 20% of all Bitcoin and all new Bitcoin is and will be lost. 20%? 20%, yeah. So of that 21 million, you know, there's only going to be 16.8 million Bitcoin in circulation. I think that's really important to note because that ties into market cap. So market cap, what it is in a nutshell, is just the, the market value of an asset based on um, what someone's willing to pay for it times the circulating supply. So quickly, right? 36 is where we're at right now. 36, let's call 000. it 36. Yeah. 36 times 18.9 million, right? 18.9, yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. So 18.9 million times 36,000 gives you? Gives you $700 billion. Great. So if okay. we sold all the Bitcoin there is. At 36,000. At 36,000, we'd have. 700 billion in cash. Right. Although that's not true. That's not how it works because if you're, if this is impossible, but if someone had all the Bitcoin in their, in their wallet and they wanted to sell all of it, you know, supply and demand. Now the supply is very high, but demand is going to start diminishing. So you're not going to be able to sell it for $36,000 a unit. Right. It's going to pro progressively go down. So market cap isn't a reflection of equity. It's a reflection of what people are willing to play, pay in this moment multiplied by the circulating supply. Right. And that circulating supply is finite at 21 million, but I, I want to point out that it's even more finite than we think. And that isn't reflected in the market right now. Sure. It's not reflected on the exchanges. It's not reflected on the aggregate apps that, that compile all this data because the true value can't really be known. And the reason for that is we have a lot of people, there's this guy, he's got, he had 7,500 Bitcoin, not dollars, 7,500 individual Bitcoin on a flash drive that he threw away. Right. 
So that's lost unless he can find it. Sure. Now it's back in circulation, but there are a lot of people that have forgotten their passwords. So they're never going to get those back. It's not really in circulation anymore because no one can access them and trade them. Um, and then people have died and not sure. told or not created any sort of process to pay forward these Bitcoin to beneficiaries. So that's where the 20% loss. Well, is. there's also mismanaging the addresses of where you, I mean, like yeah. now you can copy and paste, but back in the day you had to do a zero six four, yeah, yeah. you know, like absolutely. You had to do all that. I mean, one person just the other day lost half a million in Ethereum because they sent it to the wrong address. Yeah. That's scary. It's very scary. That's also, why I always send a micro payment before I send the full payment just because. Yeah. And there's something to be said. For that's that. my thing. But I know you you're like copy and paste will never fail me ever. Sure. But yeah, I mean, there's eventually that's going to be a non-issue and whitelisting. If you haven't experienced whitelisting yet, it's great. It sounds like a, a derogatory thing, but really what it means is you save the address on the platform. So then, you know, it's always sending to the same address instead of having to copy and paste it all the time. Yeah. And then with, I mean, we've gone into this a little bit, but with web three, you'll be able to create your own link so that you you don't even have to send to this QR code you just send to the to the the website basically. Yeah. Um but my point is if we're looking at 18.9 billion million versus 21 million bitcoin. Right. You know, you multiply that by the current value, now you have or sorry, you divide that into the market cap. Now you have a true value. We'll call it a true value of bitcoin. So currently, if we were to take that 20% off of call it lost Bitcoin, Bitcoin should be worth an extra $10,000 a coin right now. Yeah. So it's not reflected in the market, but I think it's, it's a good indicator of the fact that as long as this goes up, it's probably going to go up even, even further because there is this sort of ethereal Bitcoin that, that isn't being really applied. Anymore. Well, and it isn't actually supply because yeah. you can't access it. So you're getting less supply, which makes it even more deflationary, mm -hmm. which makes it more covetous at some point that, yeah. you know, there will only be 21 million in what, 105 years or something? Yeah, it's it's going to be over 100 years before the, the remaining... Which is really cool how that million. works, yeah. you know, where each time it halves is what's called a halving every four years or so. Every four years. Where the month. algorithm gets harder and each mined block gets harder to mine. And so... And it, the reward is cut in half. And the That's reward is cut in half. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. But that extra 20% is a game changer potentially. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's going to continue because people are going to make mistakes. The blockchain doesn't make mistakes, but people do. True. And that's something I think to keep in mind. Okay. So next grayscale, I have to talk about grayscale. Okay. Um, if you haven't heard of grayscale, it is one of the largest, if not the largest hedge funds, crypto hedge funds out there. You can buy their portfolio on the stock market. It's called Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, BTC. They got that on the on the stock market. Lucky. Lucky, I know. And it's only $25. Oh, wow. You can get a whole Bitcoin for $25? No, but you can get a part of a share of a Bitcoin for $25. And that gets into what we call uh, unit bias. So they're playing into people's unit bias. And what that is, is people are more apt to invest in something that looks cheaper because it's easier to get into 
versus buying into Bitcoin when it's, you know, $36,000. Well, that's too expensive. I can't get into that. Right. Um, and so they're more apt to be like, oh, well, Grayscale is a reputable company. I'll just put my money into that. I have $25. I can, you know, do that weekly or daily. Maybe. I get a whole share get for a $25. Whole share for $25. Regardless if that's not an actual piece of Bitcoin, you can't just say, hey, I want my $25 of the Bitcoin. You have to sell that share. And now you have U.S. dollars. So right, you right. never have Bitcoin in that case. No, you don't. And um, it's nice for some people because, yeah, they have they have one share. And if you buy $25 of the Bitcoin, it's like 0. 0.00006 or whatever it is. And that's a hard thing to distinguish for that's some true. people, you know. And so it's like, I don't, I don't really understand that. But Grayscale seems to know what they're doing, so I'll put my money in there. The catch is, and I think people should understand, is that Grayscale charges 2% to manage that. Right. And they're not really doing it. They're just buying up shares of these different cryptos and holding on to them. Right. So they're- so they own the crypto. They own it. Right. They're getting 2% from you versus you being your own bank- putting in $25 of the Bitcoin and then investing it in one of these platforms. And who cares if it's 0. 0.0021, whatever, right? No. It doesn't matter. No. Because the balance is still going to be in US dollars. You're still mm -hmm. going to know that you have that amount of money. It's just not going to be a nice even share. Right. It's going to be a mathematical equation that's going to tell you exactly how much and the denomination of your currency, your crypto that you have. Yeah. And so I guess that's, that's my point about it's it's cool that that you can buy into grayscale but really you're you're losing your potential gains by doing that when you could just do it yourself and you're not only losing that 2% for sure you're losing that 2% but you're also losing the potential of these decentralized and, and centralized finance banks basically right? right we talk about them all the time nexo celsius blockfi all these companies are saying put your crypto assets on our you know, in our bank, on our website, and we will give you a return on your investment. That's fair, you know, four to 6% on most of these cryptos and on stable coins, it's even higher, you know, yeah. eight to 10%, which is huge. So you're, you're not, you're not losing just 2%. You're losing 2% plus the potential of earning more interest in crypto paid out in crypto. Yeah. So, so that's great. And I guess the point is don't, don't fall victim to unit bias because Shiba is, you know, a trillionth of a cent. Oh, well, that's cheap. I'm going to buy into it versus Bitcoin being $36,000. You still can get a share of that. And that over time is going to be worth a lot more. Um, finally, we're going to talk about LeBron. LeBron's doing some big things in the crypto community. He's actually partnered with Crypto.com which is the naming owner of Crypto.com Arena, where he plays basketball. And they are partnering with his I Promise program, which is a program he's been working with, he created. And it provides inner city school children resources, access to, to better education. And he's going to be utilizing his um, partnership with Crypto.com to now bring blockchain education with Crypto.com's experts to educate these children and bring them up into this new technology to hopefully develop, engage, and and gain the the value that it has to offer well, and for a better not, future. Yeah. And it's not only just the students too, it's families. Like he wants to teach, you know, for like 
these underserved communities, but also let's be honest, like people of color, but specifically black people have been marginalized the most, you know, since slavery. I mean, we're talking 400 years of oppression and now we have an opportunity to build this, you know, this systemic paradigm shift of, of blockchain. I mean, I hate to say it as, as simply as that, but the fact that he's bringing this new technology and this new accessibility to his community, I think is fantastic. And the fact that nobody's really talking about this is kind of sad. You know, I mean, if we want to dive into it a little bit, I think it's important. I think we should. Yeah, absolutely. Because Let's bring it back to the history. You know, like we talk about slavery, right? 1861 to 1865 was the Civil War. Then 1865 was the 13th Amendment. 13th Amendment abolished slavery. Then the uh, 14th Amendment gave citizenship. And then the 15th Amendment gave black men the right to vote. Black men, just black men. And then subsequently after slavery ended, right, we still have this, this segregation, this, you know, this Jim Crow, right? And after the Civil War, there was sharecropping, which for those of you who don't know what sharecropping is, it was basically white landowners would rent out their land to black entrepreneurs is what they were, you know, farm laborers. And so they would rent out equipment. They would give them seed. They would, you know, probably housing, you know, play, they would rent out their resources for high rates. And these black sharecroppers would, for all intents and purposes, they would timeshare this land and then they would pay back their white landowners and take the small percentage that they had left. Or in a lot of cases, they would have debt that they would have to repay. So it was basically slavery 2.0. So after sharecropping, then in 1921, in the town of Greenwood in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I'm sure you've probably heard a little bit about it. There with this segregation, now we have this entire black community, this affluent community who is, is, you know, created their own bank, created their own restaurants, created their own, you know, their whole community that, that was unapologetically black. A self-sustaining infrastructure. Everything. You know, they created it and they, were, they became affluent. And the, the white people in town who were poor, you know, they, of course, they were jealous, right? And so there was an incident in which Black man gets accused of raping white woman. We've heard that one many, many times. And before, you know, due process could take effect, all these angry mobster white people attacked this town, basically. 35 city blocks were decimated, burned to the ground. All the businesses gone. 300 people dead. No accountability, of course. And so this one beacon of hope, this utopia, this, this, this black excellence city was wiped off the map. And so how do you possibly create any kind of wealth if the one time it's successful, it gets destroyed? And so, you know, understanding that, and then the fact that in 1964, we had the Civil Rights Act, which eliminated segregation, eliminated Jim Crow, 
1965, 100 years after the Civil War, black women finally got the right to vote with the Voting Rights Act. So 100 years of oppression after the Civil War, slavery, which was 300 years prior to that, you know? And so all of these things, these systemic things, this broken system, this financial world that wasn't accessible to people of color. And now we have the opportunity to build a new infrastructure of finance. I think LeBron is really smart for doing this and investing in this because he's investing in, in people and he's investing in technology that is the future, is that the system that currently exists is broken. We all know that. If you're poor, you're screwed. And so it, it, not to mention if you've been oppressed as, as a race or a culture. So now blockchain and crypto and this, this new world order, I would say, is the best way to fight is to develop the new emerging technology that's going to better humanity and then everybody gets lifted. So that's why I think this is more people need to be talking about this. And I, I'm going to follow this story because it's really impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I wish him only success in this project. And I hope that through, you know, the education of these young people, we not only get better um, technological tools, but we, we get to a place where, where more people can be financially free and comfortable. Yep. So that's it. That's it for the roundup this week. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Let's take a look at those charts. All right. Let's take a look at Bitcoin. Today we are rallying a little bit. We just passed the 40,000 mark for the moment. I wouldn't get too excited yet. We are still capable of returning back to lower levels. We would need to see first and foremost, the 50 day moving average broken, which is right around 43,000. If that can happen, then 45, 46 is the next stop. But really what we're looking to pass up is the 200 day moving average around that 50 level. So I'm not going to get excited until we can surpass 50K. If this is another bull trap, then it could come all the way up to 43 and then bounce all the way back down to 30. The level we're looking at as a previous high is in the 44 range. I could foresee it hitting 44 and then crashing, similar to what it did when we got up to the 69 and just returned back down. So be cautious, be optimistic, but I'm not, uh, I'm not changing my tune just yet. Let's take a look at total market cap. Total market cap is touching the resistance here at 1.8. Unless that can break to the upside, we could be sending ourselves back down to the $1.2 trillion range, which means there might be more blood in store. Once again, we need to cross this 50-day moving average right around $2 trillion. Once that happens, then we have a better sense of bullish momentum. All right, let's take a look at our dollar cost averaging. We have Stellar Lumens. Stellar Lumens is touching the support area right around 20 cents right now. I think that's a steal. I think this thing is going to fly very soon. Very fast transactions, cheap transactions, lots of partnerships. This one's here to stay. XLM Stellar Lumen. Next, Zen Horizon Coin. Horizon Coin has been beat up. 
It's right around $41 right now. I think that's a good buying opportunity with lots of growth potential. And finally, Dash, which is one of my old favorites. It's been around for a while. Once again, fast transactions. This one's close to the bottom of its range currently and is going to move in the near future. So I'd be looking at Dash as well. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. And don't forget, we're also on Apple Podcasts. So if you want to tune in on the radio, be our guest. And please like and subscribe. That helps us out a lot. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 